Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. So this morning's theme is trials and tribulations. Trials and tribulations. Right. Those two words, what does trials mean or trial? A trial means it's a test of a performance. To test something's performance or to test something's qualities, a trial. Um, or the suitability, to test the suitability of someone or something. Is someone suited for a specific job or for a specific task? So there's a trial. Um, so it's a test. Tribulation, on the other hand, is a state of great trouble or suffering. When there's tribulation, there is suffering. There is a, there's trouble. Um, you know, right, so those are the two meanings of those two words. The scripture that I want to share with, share with you this morning. Um, hello, Vainand. I'm just going to greet people as they come along. Hello, guys. Welcome for joining us. We're into this trials and tribulations sermon. Now, the, the scripture that we're going to share this morning with you is James 1. And let's go from verse 2 to verse 6 first. We will carry on as we go on. And I'm going to read out of the New International um, the NIV. The New International Version translation, NIV. Now, James writes here to the Jewish Christians. He's not really writing to the, the Orthodox Jews. He's writing here to the Jewish Christians. So they believe in Jesus Christ. They've heard about Jesus Christ. They know who Jesus is. And he says this in verse 2. Consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds. So what, Paul, what, what James is telling us here, when we, when we have a trial or when there's a test against us or we go through a test, that we should consider it joyful. Um, yeah, that's right. It's, that can be tough. Um, a trial is not always nice um, because it tests us. It tests our ability. Um, but he says, consider it pure joy. Whenever you face a trial of many kinds, there's many kinds of trials, he says. And James can testify of this and, and so many um, people in the, in the scriptures. So we shouldn't, shouldn't always see a trial as um, a bad thing. A trial can always elevate you. If we stood, stand the test of time, we can come through that. And that will make us stronger. Verse 3, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The testing of your faith, the testing of you and my faith, produces perseverance. Perseverance. So you see something is producing something. The test, the trial, in your faith and with your faith, will produce perseverance. So let's persevere. And we all want to persevere. We all want to go through. If you, if you want to cross a river, you want to make it across a river. If you want to climb a mountain, you want to climb a mountain. You want to persevere and get up this mountain. If you want to write a book, you, must, you can write the book. So the meaning of perseverance also, another word for, or synonym for perseverance, is determination. You are determined. So, and there's a tenacity that is involved. It produces tenacity. A test or a, a trial produces a tenacity or a devotion 
Devotion is the reward that comes out of this. Amen? So I want to encourage us this morning that we have to grasp the determination and tenacity. And when there's a test or there's a trial coming your way or you're in a trial perhaps now, um, take courage. Take courage. It's not the end of the world. No, it's not. The reward is, or the, 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 the production or the, the produce is perseverance, tenacity, devotion. Amen? So, I want to encourage you with that. Um, we all have trials sometimes, and don't let it get you down. See it as an opportunity to come higher, to come out of it better, to become a better person, to, to, um, to grow your character in that sense. Amen? Right, so we're going we're gonna, to, from now on, when there's a trial coming, we're going to see it as a joyful event, or try to. Um, don't let the flesh come in your way. Remember what James 1 says. Amen? Hallelujah. Right, let's go to verse 4. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. Here comes the character. Mature and complete. Not lacking anything. Perseverance. So, so the, 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 the product after the trial is perseverance. And that will make us mature and complete. And how we need a mature church and a mature family in this day and age. We, we need to get mature. We need to, to grow up. Um, we cannot always feed on milk. We have to get the, that, um, that meat in and become mature. That's why James is trying to teach us here. It will be, it will, you, you, you and me will become more mature and complete, not lacking anything. Amen? Me and you are not going to lack anything. Hallelujah. Verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Mm. And I think wisdom is probably one of the biggest, not characteristic of, um, how can I, I don't, I'm, I don't know how to explain this. Wisdom, um, if we lack wisdom in decision making, we need to ask God, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Holy Spirit, I need wisdom in this situation. I need wisdom when I need to do this or speak to my wife or speak to my husband. I need wisdom in that situation and, and so forth. So ask God. He says, ask God. We have full access to God to ask for wisdom in any situation. Who gives, let's go on, who gives generously to all without finding fault. God will give us wisdom. As soon as we ask for wisdom, He will give us wisdom without finding fault. God is not going to come and say, oh, no, but look what you've done there, and look what you've done there, and um, you know what, I'm, I'm, do you see what that decision that you made there was absolutely wrong? No, that's not God. That's the enemy. That is Satan himself. That is a demonic work of Satan who wants to come and remind us of our bad choices when we had no wisdom or when we lacked wisdom. So, James says, ask God for wisdom, we will give generously without finding fault. Amen? Hallelujah. And it will be given to you. It will be given to you. Are we getting this? It will be given to me and you. Ask God for wisdom and He will give us. Verse 6. But when you ask, but when you ask, when I ask, you must believe and not doubt. You see, here comes faith. Faith is the fuel. 
for this engine to run. Without faith, the engine won't run. The character won't build. Amen? There won't be perseverance. So here comes faith. But without finding fault, sorry, verse 6, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. So when we ask God for something, ask for wisdom, believe that He will give you wisdom. And wait on Him. Wait on the Holy Spirit to give you that wisdom, to download that wisdom into your, into your mind. And not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Now we've seen waves comes and goes. Waves comes in and they retract. And they come out to the shore and they retract. Amen? So, Faith is the fuel. Remember that. Say, faith is my fuel. Faith is my fuel. Say that. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to read you this um, from the New American um, Standard Bible of Charles Stanley, where he says, and he talks about faith. This Bible says, the book teaches that faith without works cannot be called faith. Faith must work. That's right. Faith must work. It must produce. There is a, it must produce something. And it must make itself visible. People must see that, that you are a woman and a man of God. That you are a man of faith. That you are a woman of faith. They must see that. People must say, but you know what? That guy, he has faith. I can see he has faith. So faith must be visible. Verbal faith is not enough. So many times we've said it. I've said it. We've all said it. Lord, I believe. I believe that this will, this will happen or this will come through. Or my body will not get attacked by any illness or virus. Whatever. I believe God. But do you really believe? Action. Verbal faith is not enough. And mental faith is insufficient, he says. Mental faith is insufficient. Now, I'm reading you what um, Charles F. Stanley says from the Life Principle Bible. Genuine faith, he says, genuine faith inspires and empowers godly action. That's when faith works. Genuine faith inspires and empowers godly action. So when there's faith, faith is in the engine, that's your fuel, and you start the engine, it moves. If that faith is strong, if it's 93 or 95 or 97 octane, it's going to move. It's going to propel. So that is where the action starts. Godly action starts to propel you forward. Amen? Now, throughout his letter, James integrates true faith and every day. So James talks about faith in, in, whole, in, in his whole book, but he applies it practically. Practical experience by stressing that true faith must manifest itself in works of faith. Otherwise, it is not real faith at all. So that's a lesson for me. It might be a lesson for you. That when we have faith, and we say we have faith, and we believe God, that there should be an action followed by that faith. Thank you, Lord. I believe I'm not going to get sick. I believe that I will get a, a job. I believe that I will get a promotion. I, will, I believe that... Lord, you have a, a new vehicle in store for me. Lord, I believe that you have a new house in store for me. Lord, I believe that, um, that my, my financial wealth is going to grow so that I can be an influence and a blessing to people. Amen? 
I believe today there has to be real action behind our faith. Right, let's go back to James 1 verse 8. James 1 verse 8. Such a person, he says, is double-minded and unstable in all they do. He's talking about if you have faith, but you don't believe. Or there's doubt. When there's doubt, it's like a wave tossing and coming in and backwards and, 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 and forward and so forth. He says, such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So how many of you have ever found yourself that you are sometimes double-minded about a decision that you have to make? My hands up, I'm one of them. Sometimes you, and people, life is full of choices. Life is, you know, we, there's a choice even when you wake up in the morning, there's a choice to get up or not get up, brush your teeth, not brush your teeth, shower or bath or not shower or bath. There's so many choices that we, that we go through every day. And a, a doubtful person sometimes have double-mindedness. We've all been there. You make a decision or you, you decide you're going to do this, and then you analyze and you overanalyze like me and you think, but is that the best way? I want the best way. I, I, want, to, I want to wash this car with the best cloth and with the best soap. So I'm in checkers now. Now which soap should I buy? Um, let me read this one. Yeah, it's car soap. This one, car soap with wax. Um, this cloth and that cloth. After a while, you get confused because... This one is good, this one is also good, this one might be better, it's got wax in, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's sometimes good to look at the detail and to analyze, but don't overanalyze like me. Then confusion comes in because you want, you will always want, make the, you will always want to make the best choice. Um, so, we must find solace in the fact that, the fact that we have a choice is good already. Make a choice and go with it. Amen? Don't be double-minded. Double Let's jump to verse 12, James 1, verse 12. Blessed or fortunate is the one who perseveres under trial. Blessed is that person. Do you want to be blessed? Do you want to be fortunate? I sure want to be fortunate. I sure want to be blessed. I want God to bless me. And in this week, I had a call from, from one of our church members and his family. And he, he just phoned me and he, he said to me, I said, I was, I was, how can I, what can I do for you guys? And he, he just said, Pastor, we just want your blessing for this year. Yeah. And I realized, people want a blessing, not from me, from God, from the Holy Spirit. But because we are all tuned in with the Holy Spirit, we can bless each other. Amen? So blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because... Having stood the test, if we are still standing after your test, if you are still standing after your trial, after you're standing after your tribulation, you've stand the test of time or the test. That person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love Him. Yes, He has promised to those who love Him. If you're still standing, and I'm sure you're still standing, you have stood the test. Verse 13, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. And James writes here, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. 
I hope you get this. When tempted, when there's a temptation coming your way, or you feel tempted to, to do whatever you should not do, you should know that. No one should, we should not say, God is tempting me, or God is testing me. God does not tempt, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does He tempt anyone. That's from the Word of God. Verse 14, But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Tempted. That's, that's where it comes in. Our fleshly desires, that's where the temptation comes in. We are tempted by ourselves, or um, circumstances are tempting us, or our fleshly desire is tempting us. That is what is tempting us. And that's from the flesh. That's from the evil one. The flesh should die and the spirit should arise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Your spirit man, I proclaim that the spirit man in you, the spirit man will arise and the flesh will die. The flesh was crucified with Christ Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Your flesh, my flesh and your flesh was crucified, were crucified by Christ, with Christ, and was resurrected as a new person. Amen. The spirit man must rise. So I declare, we will not, we as a church, will not get tempted. If temptation comes, we will chuck it away. We'll say, goodbye. Arrivari. Alvirezain. Shalachabotse. Totsis. Goodbye. You are not coming into this vessel. You are not going to tempt me in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 15. Then, after desire, when there's desire in your heart, and there's a temptation, then, after desire has been conceived, or has conceived, so when is a desire, oh, I want to I take another sip of this alcohol, I want to I I do this now. It gives birth to sin, James writes here. Then sin arises. How many of you and me has, has made mistakes, bad mistakes, through sin, through desires, Right? Through our fleshly desires, our, our flesh longing out for, for, that, for that thing. I need to feed my flesh. But then sin arises out of that. And sin, when it is full grown, when the sin becomes so big in our lives, James writes here, it gives birth to death. Death is inevitable. It might be spiritual death. It might be a physical death. But sin kills, people. Sin kills. Amen. Let's go to verse 16. So James says here, don't be deceived. So the Holy Spirit is telling us, don't be deceived by the enemy. Don't be deceived by demonic workers. Don't be deceived, my brothers. My, he says, my dear brothers and sisters. So he's like... He's like um, Nearly in anguish, James here. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, please, don't be deceived. Verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. Who does not change like shifting shadows. God is constant. He does not change. His word is yes and amen. His word is alive and active in you and me. If you take this word to this morning and run with it and believe that 
trials and tribulations, it's going to make me stronger. It's going to make me to persevere. That is the product that will come out. It will produce perseverance. Amen. Verse 18. He, choose, he chose to give us birth through the word of truth. So there's birth in this word, in the word of God. Amen. It's like, two, like Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5.17. When you are in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation. When you are inside of Christ, when you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Everything of the old has passed away. You are a new creature. Verse 18. He chose, God chose, to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all He created. That we might be a kind of first fruits of all He created. First fruits. I, want, I just want to quickly touch on those first fruits. In my closing. Amen. First fruits. First fruits is always that, that first um, produce. That first batch of wheat. That first batch of peaches or apples. And the Old Testament that, that come there first. Um, a batch of animal births that came onto the people, into the people's lives, into the farmers. And God, He says, You are like my first fruit. You are the best of the best. You are the best of the crop. The crop that's still going to come. I'm going to tell you now what first fruit actually means in the Hebrew. But I want to get this through to you. Trials and tribulations make us strong. It, gets us, it, it produces perseverance. But God says, we are like His first fruits. We are the best of the best. He has created us in His likeness, in their likeness, He said. In their, let us make man in our image. Amen? Hallelujah. So don't ever say, there's some people, some of you that's listening, doubt who you are in Christ. You are doubting who you are in Christ. Don't doubt who you are in Christ. When you are in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation. I want to tell you, God is alive in you. The Holy Spirit is working powerfully through you. If there's anything in your life that should not be there, pray about it. Tell, like David says, God, remove the stuff that's in me that is not from you. Take it out, remove it from me, and God will help you. If you are feeling you are addic addicted to something, Pray, you can deliver yourself. You can deliver yourself through the Word of God. You don't always have to go to a pastor or to an evangelist or to an apostle. You, the Word of God, the Word can, can heal you. The Word can heal you. I'm telling you this. The Word can deliver you. When you pray to God and you are um, realistic and have faith in your heart and believe you can be delivered from whatever you are struggling with in your mind, even if it's physical or if it's a mental thing, even if it's depression or oppression or medication or pharmaceutical medication, pornography, um, alcoholism, alcohol, um, smoke addiction. If you, you, you have to have a desire. I can't have a desire for you to deliver you. You must have a desire. I must have a desire to get rid of this thing that, that, that is in my life. For instance, myself. I need to get delivered of, uh, of, or I have to get out of myself doubt. Yes, doubt. 
Sometimes I doubt my decisions. Um, like I said before, it's, it's, I choose this now. Uh, but let me, let me analyze. Then I start to overanalyze. And then doubt comes in. Because I want the best thing. I've said it. So Lord, I pray that you will remove this doubt sometimes in my mind. Because the battle is in the mind. Predominantly. The battle is in the mind. It's neurological. Neurological. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That you touch people right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That you touch people right now, deep in their minds and in their soul areas. And whatever they are saying now, right now, it has to be removed from their hearts and their minds. Be removed in the name of Jesus. Whatever you are struggling with now, right now, tell the Holy Spirit to remove it from you. Remove it from me right now in the name of Jesus. Remove doubt in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You come with your new spirit and you impart your new gift and your new spirit into us right now in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. In closing, I just want to share this quickly with you. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit is touching people right now. I can feel it. He's touched me. He is touching you right now. He's touching that part of you right now that needs touching the most. There is certain areas in our minds of our makeup, of our build-up, that needs a, a, a stronger touch from the Holy Spirit than other parts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, that you send your angels with fiery hands, with fiery hands, and touch us deep in the name of Jesus right now. Touch us deep. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. I want you to repeat this. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him that you see me as a first fruit. Thank you, Jesus, that you see us as your first fruit. We are like a kind of first fruit to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray this over you right now. You must see yourself. Here it comes. You must see yourself as the first fruit of God. I must see myself as the first fruit of of God. His first fruit, the unique one, the perfect, the luscious one. Hallelujah. 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 First fruit. What does the word first fruit mean in Hebrew? Bikurim. In the Hebrew word, it's translated promise to come. Promise to come. 
first fruit meaning is promised to come. The Israelites saw these first fruits as an investment into the future. You are an investment in God's kingdom. It's first fruit. God told them that if they brought their first fruits to him, he would bless all that come afterwards. God is blessing you and me because we, he sees us as his first fruit. He's blessing us and he's blessing whatever is coming behind us. Your children, your children's children to the fourth and fifth generation is going to bless you. God is seeing us as his first fruit. That's where the joy comes in that James talks about. That's where the joy comes in when we are in a trial and in a tribulation or there's a trial coming up. That's, that's where we, we should realize who we are in Christ. That's where the joy comes in. That's where we are his first fruit. We are this, the, the, the apple of his eye. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord, that you bless us this year. Father, thank you that I can plead the blood of Jesus over the church family, all church families, all Christians that believe in Jesus Christ as a living son of a living God who has sent us the Holy Spirit, that you will bless us this year richly, Father, so that we can be prosperous, so that we can have a great influence of people, so that, so that we can go out there and proclaim your word, proclaim your gospel, proclaim the good news. Because more than ever, we need good news, Lord. And there is good news. The word of God is full of good news. We are the good news to people. We are the first fruit to people. We are the Jesuses to people. We are the Bibles to, to, to people. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will inspire us every day. And thank you, Father, that you, that you made me realize that we cannot buy time back. Time is precious. 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 More precious than gold. More precious than silver. More precious than any, any, any metal. Time. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And everybody says, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for watching. And I hope this message, um, well, it touched me. It surely touched you. Um, we will see you next Sunday. We'll see you Thursday night first and then Sunday. Um, we believe that <laughs> we're going to be back in church building on this Sunday, in the coming Sunday. So I hope to see you there and we believe we will see you there. Remember, faith is action, like James says. So we have to put some action behind our faith. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. And remember, time is precious. Don't let, don't let the trials and tribulations get you down. See the joy in it. They will make you stronger. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Love your loved ones more. Love the people around you more. Hmm. I'm telling you, when you love, yeah, when you I'm not going to preach again, but when your loved ones is not there anymore, it's too late. They, they're gone. They're gone, really. Time is precious. Faith is action. There's a few slogans for you. Amen. Thank you for watching and thank you for tuning in, listening to me and listening to the Word of God. And we will see you soon. Be blessed. Be prosperous. Make a difference. Have an influence. Amen.
Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.